Hello! And welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And I may have just had a brief minor stroke. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm fully recovered already. Yeah, I was going to say, do you smell Do you smell burning toast? And hair, burning hair as well, yes. Wow, that's, uh, that's bad. So this week we will be jumping into Season 2, Episode 10, What's My Line, Part 2. Yes, jumping into like a man made out of worms. Like a man made out of, and they're not even, they were like grub worms. They were, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. That was the least scary, like, villain guy in the history of this show so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was I would just, have to agree. What are you going to... You just gather him up and put him in a bucket and take him fishing. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, this guy's really scary. Anyway, uh, before we get too far ahead, um, would you like to explain... Yeah, you explain the situation, James. So, as you know, Jeremy, yes. I attended C2E2 uh, last weekend. R2D2? R2D2. Okay. Uh, C2, C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And um, every year they have, uh, they have a whole uh, show floor of, of vendors. And every year they have a couple of vendors selling uh, mystery boxes. Mm-hmm. And... I've I've kind of always had the inclination to get one, uh, but never did. Um, but I figured since we are now doing this podcast that I would purchase a uh, Buffy mystery box. Ooh. And we could open it up here before we uh, before we dive into the episode live and, and in see- color. And see what exactly uh, $55 gets you I like in a Buffy the, mystery box. I like the box. It is a nice box. We've got, I wasn't able to pinpoint uh, exactly where this promo image came from. That looks at least season four or, or yeah, after. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm judging by her hair, I yeah. would say season four. Or later, yeah. so I think it might just be a generic promo image on this Buffy background. Yeah. Because um, as you can see, the top of the box is the same. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Let's start over here. This side we have a season three promo image. I believe this was also the DVD box art. Yeah, for one I of the sets. From... Because as I have discovered, there were mm-hmm. about. Um, ten different uh, collected editions of the of the series. Yeah, and so um, yeah, that was probably one uh, of them. I had um, before I got rid of all my physical media. I had all seven seasons on mm-hmm. DVD, and this was uh, the cover art for season three. I find it funny and... how how Faith uh, they caught her picture where she looks like she's just getting ready to say shit. <laughs> as she as she's also uh she's also uh in a fighting stance there yeah so. she's ready to kick some ass right and then um let's see around this side of the box we have a season four yeah 
uh, promo that's from the season four uh, DVD cover. Spoiler the, alert, the worst season ever. And then over here, we have uh, season five promo art. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the season five DVD cover upon its initial release. Um, I don't know what's in the box. I do know from talking to the nice young lady who was selling these boxes, uh, along with many other genre boxes, Supernatural, Nintendo, DC, Marvel, is a whole booth. Right. Um, uh, these bo- The boxes that they have were uh, issued specifically for the 25th anniversary of Buffy. Okay. So these are these are about five years old. Um, she said too that she's pretty sure the items in the box were just leftover items from whatever uh, vendor used to sell Buffy merchandise back in the day when the show was at a very popular. Oh, so. okay. So she so so the person selling these did not. Um, uh, whatever you how they didn't make these boxes and no. sell them okay. no 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 okay. no no okay uh these they these are all curate boxes the boxes that, there we go you're right no they did not curate the boxes themselves they were mass purchased gotcha uh, um presumably and it's about right about six five years ago was kind of when the whole mystery box boom kind of oh yeah with kind of yeah, happened loot crate you know. and all that exploding right yeah Right. So let's open this up and see. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, For anyone that hasn't seen Seven, it's a great movie. Great movie. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. uh, Brad Pitt. Gwyneth Paltrow. Kevin Spacey, unfortunately. Kevin Rapist Spacey. Right. Um, I'm excited because I actually don't have a whole lot of Buffy merchandise anymore. I've only got a uh, Buffy and Angel figure from uh, back back in the day. I cleared out a bunch of my collection and kind of kept the two figures that I liked the most. So. Did you go and grow up on me, James? <laughs> because that's just, just sad. Just decluttering a little bit. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see. So first we have... A uh, polar fleece blanket. Okay, okay, okay. So it says. Uh, so you can celebrating... now have a three-way with SMG and David Boreanaz. Oh man, every fantasy I've ever had. Right. <laughs> uh, the uh, the uh, little uh, piece of cardboard in here says 20 years of slaying so i'm guessing this particular item was released for the 20th anniversary okay cool. of the show um yeah it's Very uh cool. 40 45 inches by 60 inches so almost as you big all as can what's that sorry nothing <laughs> so uh you all can uh do the math there and figure out how much of your body it's going to cover Yes, that would only cover my extremely large penis. <laughs> wow. okay. uh, next up, we have this lovely uh, buff, Buffy lanyard. Cool. 
Now, would that be like a lanyard from like a convention, or is that just something they made for you know? Uh, as far as I can tell, it's just something they made. Okay. Uh, these all so far, and I'm gonna guess probably the remaining items in the box are all uh, distributed by Surreal Entertainment. So I'm not familiar with them. Neither am I. They are apparently a Chinese-based company. I'm sure they but, are uh, probably no longer in business. But, uh, yeah. So, there's the little Buffy Hart logo nice. on the lanyard. And the lanyard says, seize the moment, because tomorrow you might be dead. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes from the show. Uh, here we have oh, wow. a... I'm sorry. Go ahead. A four pack of buttons. Okay. We've okay. Got the Sunnydale High logo, uh, Buffy, Willow, and Buffy and Angel. All right. Uh, those all appear to be. What would you say, Jeremy? Circa season two, it's maybe. Kind of hard for me to see them. I'm gonna say, yeah, probably about where we are now in the show. At yeah. least the Buffy and Willow one for sure. I can't yeah. tell what the other two are. Uh, the other one is Buffy and Angel. Oh, okay. He's wearing his uh, yeah, that looks, shirt. That looks, so season, that looks season two-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the other one is a Sunnydale Slayers Club pin. Ah, okay. So. As, as, you know, because that's part of the show. Right. Slayers Club. Um, this is a... Butt plug? Also, is that a butt plug? No, it's not a butt plug. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm holding out hope. If if there was one, would it be Mr. Pointy shaped? It, oh, of course. It's got it to do damage. Right. Um, so, yeah, it appears everything here was uh, manufactured and distributed by Surreal Entertainment. But this is a box of 14 magnets okay that's a and lot of magnets it is a lot of magnets and when the magnets are put together it creates that that image ah okay now i can see so it that yep. season season three promo i was gonna say that's three again from the box of buffy angel and faith and then our last item is a, a <laughs> a Mr. Pointy butt plug. <laughs> uh, I'm. Let me demonstrate how to. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Wait. We gotta. We gotta put on the cash. We gotta put the cash. Uh, the little ching thing where people's gotta donate. <laughs> if you want to see James use the Mr. Pointy butt plug, we gotta hear that cash register sound. Um. This is a. Um. 20th mug. anniversary oh mug okay 20th anniversary mug so apparently everything put in the 25th anniversary <laughs> box was whatever was left over i was gonna bring that up 20th anniversary yeah you beat me or or perhaps uh the young lady selling the boxes was just stupid uh, confused oh i was gonna say timeline. stupid but but here is the wow. mug oh so the handle the little it, is that supposed to be sort of like her axe from later seasons? Um, I don't 
Re- no? No. Okay. I don't think so. I'm I can't no. really see it that great. I was just yeah. guessing. Yeah. Okay. No. Kind of looks like a knife. It does look very that's much the like knife, a knife. That's the knife. That's the well. I don't want to give it away. Spoiler that she stabby stabs another chick with. If you remember, Faith. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. So dope. Got so you a yeah. nice mug. That's it's good size mug yeah. too. That is. Yeah. It's not this one of those little uh, dinky mugs where it's like three sips and you're empty. And you're done. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't doesn't say what the ounces on here is, but yeah, it'll definitely uh, go into rotation for my morning coffee with my uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mug. Hell yeah! That has that has uh, featured prominently on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> yes, it has. Ha- now, now <laughs> having now that was the last item you said. That was the last item. Yes. Okay. Now, having opened that, all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that was well worth? What did you pay for it? Uh, fifty-five dollars. Fifty. Do you feel that was worth the fifty-five, or was it worth it as far as just funny laughs for the for the for the pod? Uh, it it was worth it uh, to do for the pod. But could you um, like, let's say you didn't have a pod and you just bought that thinking, oh sweet, I'll get some old you know memorabilia, and then that's what you get. Uh, I would be a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I got a decent, I got a decent mug. Yeah. Yeah. The mug um, and the blanket are are cool. Yeah. The mug and, and the throw blanket. Uh, yeah. Um, those will definitely probably get some use. The magnets probably, although I might put them together on my refrigerator. (laughs) Or if (laughs) we had the front of my, if we had fans, we could, we could do a contest and give them away. We could, but we have none, we or at least but none. We have, we have we we do have quite a few listeners, but no one that wants to speak to us in any way, shape, or form, except for Silver Siren. Silver Siren, yes. Maybe we'll just give so, those to Silver Siren for being right. our, our lone and only uh, uh, listener that seems listener to care. listener contact. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see if uh, if we do decide. Uh, I do decide I would like to give any of those away. Uh, we'll make it known here on the on the pod or on the on the one of the socials, most likely Facebook. Um, well, James, and, thanks uh, for taking that fifty-five dollar bullet for us. Not a problem. Not that a was problem. Uh, that was I think quite epic. I think the the only two things I would be uh, I would be hard pressed to part with would probably be the blanket mug but oh yeah uh, if anyone yeah. else out there if anyone else out there has any interest in uh, any of the other items reach out to us yeah reach out and we'll touch see someone right so that is that um, that is that do you have anything no i don't uh do we have any uh, corrections or news or notes from last week's episode we do not okay we do no not. one no one has mentioned Tammy the the vampire slayer? No, okay. no one has mentioned Tammy the vampire slayer. That's good because um, we're going to trademark that and we are going to be rich. We are going to be rich. Um it's going to be I don't car- it's, it's going to be animated and it's going to be on Cartoon Network. I don't know if we can trademark it though because Well, we're going to work out we, a deal with Warner Brothers. Okay. Or whoever is is Warner Brothers the ones that 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 Disney Oh, that's right, because, oh, yeah, Disney's, Disney Disney's not Fox having and, none of our shit. And, 
because Disney bought Fox. That's right. And Fox owns the rights to yeah. BTVS. Yeah, Disney's not, Disney's not fucking with us. So uh, <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't got a cease and desist already. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Some, some Disney exec is like, they keep telling everybody Joyce is a whore. <laughs> Shut them down. And Joyce is now a goddamn Disney goddamn princess. Shut him the fuck down. Shut him the fuck down. All right. Uh, uh, why don't we, uh, let's, uh, you know, let's just end the show we, right there. <laughs> All right. It's been a good, it's, uh, <laughs> talk to you folks next week. Yep. Uh, no. And uh, um, anybody want a lanyard? How, Let me know. <laughs> right. Um, how about, Jeremy? Yes. Instead of ending the show right now. Okay. I feed you. Uh huh. By hand. Grapes. Some no. Oh. Some. Mmm. Delicious. Dates and deets. Okay. Yes, I do love dude dates and oh man, I I can't get enough of mm-hmm. dates and deets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. do that. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Uh, you look hungry. I am starving. So. I'm famished. So, as previously. Uh, Uh, said we are diving into Buffy the Vampire Slayer season two episode 10 our 22nd episode of the series overall what's my line part two I need you to say that part do what's my line part D there we go there we go (laughs) our episode director this week is David Semmel and our episode credited writer is Marty Noxon Our original air date was November 24th, 1997 on the now defunct WB network. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week, uh, most of the same ones from last week, because this is the exciting conclusion. To the last ever exciting conclusion. But our guest stars are Seth Green as Oz, James Marsters as Spike, Juliet Landau as Drusilla, Bianca Lawson as Kendra, Savario Guerrera as Willie, Kelly Connell as Norman Fister, or the Worm Man. Danny Strong as Jonathan Levinson and Spice Williams Crosby as Patrice. You know, they really missed they really missed the, the boat there. They should have named that guy Willie Fisterbottom. <laughs> that would have been a much better <laughs> Yes, he will. <laughs> yeah, and the answer is yes. Uh, uh, we're already off to a great yep, start. That's that's who we are. That's that's I've accepted it at this point. That's just who this, we are. This is why this is why we ha- we can't record on Wednesday nights. Right. Because I don't know what it is, but we are completely off the rails. Well, I would say the first season and a half or so, we were trying to be professional and, (laughs) you know, whatnot. And I think now we have just, we have embraced, this is who we always were. Right. This is, this is who we've always been. So, so. Um, we're definitely making the pod, the Buffy podcast that we would want to listen to. Oh yes. Oh dude, if there was a if there was a one of my fandoms that I love and they did a podcast like that, oh yes, I'm listening every week. <laughs> uh 
our episode synopsis this week week reads Buffy confronts Kendra, the new slayer in town, then must work with her to save Angel. I guess that's kind of kind of right. Mine, as always, just puts it right out there on Front Street and says, Buffy joins forces with another slayer in hopes of saving Angel from the clutches of Spike and Drusilla. Pretty much, pretty much we don't need to even, I mean, we can just wrap right. her on up. Right. All right. Uh, it was great talking to you, Jeremy. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's let's cover next week's episode of Tammy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> she goes to the she goes to the corner store to buy a carton of cigarettes. She comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, we could go off for two hours on this shit. <laughs> oh God! You'll never believe it, Giles. They was out of Marlboro Menthol, so I had to get Reds instead. And then I came out and slapped a bitch. <laughs> oh God! Okay, uh, let's let's. Uh, uh, are you I just going to jump even... right into the old cold open? Can you even imagine Giles interacting with someone like that? Oh, he would be mortified. He he would. He would be. And Anthony, I don't think Anthony Stewart Head would ever agree to be in anything remotely like <laughs> that. He would be like, no. He no, did no, re- no. he did repo the genetic opera. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And he did do Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, but Rock, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show is a masterpiece. So that's true of hilarity. So um, that's true. So yes, he would uh, never do me... our lowbrow bullshit. You know, he no, would read probably. our lowbrow crap and be like, "You both need to go jolly fuck yourselves." <laughs> and then he would fly back to England and never think of us again. Wow. So he would fly all the way here to tell us to go fuck ourselves? He well, wouldn't yeah, but, even like, well, call see, us we, or do it in an email? We would be really trying to land him, so we would fly him in and, you mm. know, pull out all the stops and everything, and then we would have our meeting with right. him, and he would be like, I cannot believe that I'm literally sitting here right now. He would right. punch us both and leave. Right. We'd yeah. be like, we would like you to reprise Giles and he in, would be in like, a okay. voice-only role. For our new animated series that we're going to pitch to Cartoon Network. Yes. And we also still have to get um, permission from Disney. From Disney. Which is, right. everyone knows, will be easy. Right. Of I mean, course. As soon as as soon as soon we walk in to whoever's office yeah, and I do the Tammy voice. Yeah. And I go, listen, close your eyes, picture this. Tammy, right. the Vampire Slayer. Go, James. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're going to be like we're slam in. dunk. That's that's just pr- a money printing fucking machine. Right. They were like we were we were thinking about rebooting the property entirely, but this is we're going to go in this direction instead. Yeah. This I mean, this has got fucking just dollar signs all over it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh anyway, let's jump into our cold open for this week's episode. We open where we left off in Angel's apartment and Buffy and Kendra are in a in a dramatic standoff as they've just finished engaging in their fisticuffs. And uh, Buffy's like, uh, excuse me, bitch, the fuck do you say you are? And uh, Kendra reiterates that she's the slayer and Buffy's not buying it at first. You know, she's all like, you know, you might want to try that shtick on someone who's not, actually the real slayer and uh kendra 
is all, you know, like, you can't stop me. Even if you kill me, another Slayer will take my place. And uh, Buffy gets pretty agitated at this top point. And she's like, yells at her to stop with the Slayer thing. She says, I'm the damn Slayer. And uh, Kendra's like... I was waiting for her to ask for some damn bait, but... And uh, Kendra's like, no, there's only one Slayer, and that's me. And uh, except she so, says that as we need to reiterate, she says everything in a horrible Jamaican accent. So Kendra says, "Nonsense! There's but one, and I am she." Hey, man! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> If anything's going to get us in trouble, it's going to be your stereotype. You're stereotyping every Caribbean individual as saying, hey, man. Every Caribbean individual. <laughs> so, anyway, Buffy's kind of had enough of this at this point, and she offers uh, Kendra a. a uh, she calls it a scenario. She's like, you back off, I'll back off. And you promise not to go all wiggy and we'll go talk to my watcher and figure this out. And uh, Kendra doesn't understand what wiggy means. And Buffy's like, you know, no kicko, no Fido. By and the way, Kendra's Ken- an idiot. I feel like Kendra's an idiot. Yeah. And, uh, um, Although Kendra did stow away to California in the cargo hold of a plane instead uh-huh. of just buying a fucking ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as we'll come so, to find out later, she only has one shirt. Right. Um, which, uh, this, this whole thing makes me question, question like, the, so, not to jump too far ahead, uh, ahead of ourselves. Well, actually, She's going to, we're, it's going to talk about it right here. So let me finish this up real quick. So Kendra thinks about it for a minute and she accepts Buffy's scenario. And Buffy's like, so you were sent here. And Kendra says, yes, by my watcher. And Buffy asks her why. And um, Kendra says, you know, to do what I'm supposed to do and kill vampires. And we cut back to the back room at Willie's bar. And the camera pans from the window and over to the lockup. And we see that sunlight has started encroaching uh, past the cage door and um, uh, is pretty close to Angel, who's kind of crouched in the corner, like afraid. And uh, he looks up at the light coming through the window and we cut to our opening credits. So, uh, you brought up the fact that she has one shirt. I brought up the fact that in the previous episode, she was introduced arriving in Sunnydale uh, in the cargo hold of, of of a plane. She says that she was sent by her watcher. So the watcher's council aren't isn't springing for like uh, a coach you know, fucking plane ticket. Right, like, not even coach, like, basic economy class, like, to get the Slayer to where she needs to be. Right. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, so, I need you to go from the Caribbean here to um, uh, California, uh, 
I guess we're going to assume Sunnydale's in Southern California. Need you to go to Southern California. Uh, and that's it. Okay, bye. Right. And then she's just like, okay, I guess I'll just get into a cargo hold. Because that's easy to do right. on, a, on a passenger plane. Right. But it's pre-9-11, so. <laughs> True. All right, like... Even even if he didn't like spring for the ticket himself, like if 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 they sense like there's a rising evil there, shouldn't like I would think the Watchers Council would be more than happy to spring for a plane ticket. You would think, but but apparently not. Yeah, we're. Uh, I feel like you know this happens a lot with these writers. Like they never. They don't look at something that they put down on paper. Not, I shouldn't say never, but a lot of times they don't look on, look down at something that they've written and think, okay, does that make sense? Just, just that quick, just like really quickly. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, go. You know, they just right. they're just like, let's make this super mysterious. You know, like she's fucking Mission Impossible or something. You know. Right. Right. I don't know. Like. You know, like we wouldn't be just as intrigued if she had just stepped off an airplane. Right, and as and, opposed to beating up a, a airline employee in the cargo hold. Yeah, like beat him into a coma, and then right. and and then also the fact that she says, um, this is a little bit later on, but she keeps talking about how she's, you know, supposed to be undercover, and um, oh, I must travel incognito, and you know, undercover. I'm like, why, why you, who the fuck right. is gonna know? anything right. about you at all right like someone's gonna look at her like on a look it's a vampire plane. slayer yeah. right and be like it's a fucking slayer mm-hmm. so i don't know anyway why don't you why don't you jump us into our first scene here jeremy well we come back from our credits and uh buffy has taken kendra back to the library and they have given they have given the name of her watcher to giles and I didn't write it down because I just didn't care. Um, it, is, it is Sam Zabuto. Yeah, Sam Zabuto. Uh, and Giles confirms that that is indeed a real a real watcher, a real person that he has never met but has heard a lot about and um, apparently is, you know, it's a good, good guy. Um, very well respected. Very well respected amongst uh, this vast... Uh, <clears throat> organization known as the watchers that don't spring for even coach fucking tickets for their slayer to get to Southern California. But anyway, to, to battle a terrible darkness that is rising. Right. Um, so they're talking and whatnot. Um, I think I might have, I think this particular scene, I might've did my notes a little out of order on the way these next coming things happen. But I'll be sure to correct you on it. Oh, I know you will. Um, (laughs) And uh, so they're, they're talking, they're trying, he's like, Giles is just flummoxed because he's like, you know, this is never fucking like how this, how is this even possible? And then he's like, you know, cause you die, you know, if one dies and another one's activated and then then he hits him and he's like, you did die Buffy. And she's like, yeah, but only for a minute. And he's like, yeah, but never the fucking less, you died. And that's what activated her. And so she is a slayer. 
and which they could have just gave her like a metal bar and said, here, bend this. If you can bend this, you're obviously a slayer, you know? Right. But anyway, so she is a slayer. And like I said, it's because Buffy did die in season one for a minute before Xander revived her, but that minute was enough to activate the next Slayer. So we do now have two, which I'm thinking, okay, in the thousands of years that the Slayers and the Watchers have existed, no one ever thought, hey, like at least in modern times, say at least in the 19th century and, and, and beyond, no one ever thought, hey, why don't we just like medically quote-unquote kill one of these girls and it'll activate another one, and then we do it again, we do it again, you know, and we'll have a fucking army of slayers that can wipe out the fucking vampires and demons in no time, and we can all go home for fucking dinner. But I digress. Um, Well, go ahead. I mean, and granted, this is, obviously this is hindsight, you know, and knowledge, foreknowledge of the show, but... I, I think we can agree that it, it's evident that the Watchers Council is very much steeped in its traditions. And yes, yes, you're correct. And also, so. I would say, um, the how do I word this? The Watchers, at least the Council, which are supposed to be like the leaders, they seem pretty fucking inept, quite frankly. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. I guess that explains that then. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Willow comes walking in, and, you know, Kendra's immediately all up in her grill, like, you know, who the fuck are you? And Buffy's like, yo, ho, chilled out. You know, that's my that's my friend, bitch. And then they <laughs> fight, and she gets stabbed. Um, but, uh, no, <laughs> but she's just like, chill and, out. <laughs> and, that, and that's the end of uh, Kendra Kendra's, the Vampire Slayer. Kendra the Vampire Slayer is now dead, man. Right. So, anyway. No, and Buffy's like, it's my friend. And she's like, what do you mean friend? It's like she doesn't even understand the concept of friends. But come to find out, she's just not allowed to have any because it's, her watcher is hardcore. And anyway... Come, you know, she, she thinks it's crazy that she's got friends that know her secret because she's supposed to be super secret identity girl and all this shit. And I'm like, why? Who the f- what? What? Why? But anyway, um, so they're just like, you know, basically, why? Why the fuck are you here? And then she explains to him that her watcher said that all the signs pointed to. A uh, situation that uh, says there's this, this rising darkness and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why didn't they just say, because this is the fucking hell mouth, so he sent me here. But also, I'm like, why didn't your bitch-ass watcher come with you? You know? That's crazy. Right. Here, I'm going to send you, you've been a slayer for, let's just say, not even, not even a year. It's not even been a year. Okay, right. so it's like, okay, let's just, you've been a slayer for six months. Go to the fucking hell mouth and handle some business. I'm going to be here sipping tea and reading books. I'd be like, what? I quit. Here's my two weeks. <laughs> you know, but anyway. Uh, so she's, Buffy's like, okay, so 
your plan to stop the, this darkness was just running around attacking random people. And she's like, well, I didn't, you know, because she's like, she's like, well, you attacked me. And she's like, well, because I thought you were a vampire. And she's like, okay, why would you think I was a vampire? Well, because I saw you kissing one at the, at the fucking uh, skating rink in the last episode. And Willow's like, Buffy would never do... Th- oh, well, she does it sometimes. <laughs> and they have to kind of break it to this girl that Angel's uh, kind of her boyfriend. And she's like, what, your boy... A vampire? Your boy... What? So this girl's all fucked up, and she's like, are you talking about... Because An- she's like, Angel's her boyfriend, and she goes, you mean Angelus. And she's like, I've read about him. He was a monster. And um, she's, she talks about, she basically alludes to the fact that she's done something when she, quote, met up with him. And Buffy's like, what did you do? What did you fucking do? What's in the box? <laughs> and uh, we cut to back in the cage. Angel is all stuffed in this tiny little corner of the cage now where the only shadow is. And he's pretty much moments away from uh, being cooked. And uh, all of a sudden, the the door to the uh, cage unlocks and opens. And who is it? Willie. And he looks down at Angel, and he's just like, bitch-ass punk. And he kicks him in the face, and that's it. Angel dies. No, uh, so he grabs Angel by the ankles and drags him out of there. And drags him into this other area of the of the of the back room there, and conveniently he has this little trap door that opens and leads into the sewer. So he just nonchalantly throws fucking Angel's ass down into this fucking. It's like a ten foot drop, and he just drops him down there into the sewer, and thus saving Angel. And then a couple of moments later, he himself jumps down there. And he turns around, and there's Spike. And a couple of Spike's goons. And uh, what's happened is Willie has set this up and is getting paid for delivering Angel to Spike. (laughs) And Spike's giving him, looks like, $1 bills. Um, And... uh, basically uh, just punking him out and the last one he crumbles up and just drops in the water and he's like so what are you going to do with him and Spike's like what, what did he say I'm, I was thinking about dinner and a movie but I'm not sure if I want to move that fast because he's like because yeah. I've been hurt before so uh, <clears throat> his two minions grab on hell and drag him away I guess we're to assume that since Angel was within proximity of daylight. It, it's just utterly fucking devastated him, and he's just completely fucked up and, like, weak, and and I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense to me, especially with what we see in later seasons. But I was going to say, like, because um, this is, I to the best of my knowledge, this isn't something that we ever see, like, again. Ever. Right. Like, typically going forward when uh when angel or any other vampire we see is weak it's because they've just taken like a massive beating 
Well, I did stop. Or have been tortured. I did stop and think, well, maybe it's because he's not been able to drink any blood, and that's why he's weak. I don't know, but... Possible. Like you said, uh, we don't ever see this be a thing again, so I I don't know why. But he is, like, really weak and just on the verge of, like, death. Right. Um, At least, like you said, at least not a thing because of ambient sunlight. Yeah. Like, you know, in the in the future, you know, we do see vampires and such weak, but it's usually, like I said, after they've taken some sort of beating of right. some sort. Usually know? some kind of buffy beating. Right. Um so yeah. Well, uh so then we cut to back to Buffy's house where in the previous episode, um Cordelia and Xander were there and they uh they had uh they were looking for Buffy and um Cordelia had just let in Willie Fisterbottom and who was quote unquote sell giving free samples, you know, of the beauty products and that's why she let him in because you know, that's all she cares about. And he's acting really weird. She's like asking him questions and he's just kind of staring at her like with dead eyes and he's like, It's nine ninety nine and she's like, that's not what I asked you. But anyway, do you have any fruit-based stuff? And he's just, and he's like, are there any other females in the house? And she's like, no, sorry, they're all gone. And Xander comes down, and he's just like, he sees this guy, and she's, he's just like, what? Okay, hi, what's, what's this? What's this business? And, um... Cordelia is like, well, this is, he's Norman. He's, you know, a salesman. He's, he's just leaving. And as she says this, they both look at him and there's like a maggot, one of these grub worms, whatever you want to call them, that crawls across his face and goes like into his ear. And Xander's like, okay, it's time to run. So he grabs uh, Cordy and they, they fucking bolt and they run into the kitchen, but then poof, there's, there's uh, Willie Fisterbottom. And they're like, fuck. So they turn around, they run the other way, and they open the door, and they run down into the basement. And he's turned into, he turns himself into, like, all these grub worms. And they start trying to, you know, come underneath the door, uh, the the basement door after them. So, uh, you know, Cordelia hands Xander some duct tape to start putting at the crack of the, you know, the opening of the door. And he's like, okay, cover me. And she grabs a broom and she's like hitting them and squashing them and shit. And he's trying to cover up the gap to the door. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of that scene. What happens next, James? Uh, we cut back to the back room of Willie's bar and Buffy storms through the door <clears throat> looking for Angel. And Kendra walks into the cage where he was and, looks around and she notes that there's no ashes and Buffy's like, yeah, so, and (laughs) Kendra's like, well, when a vampire combusts, there's ashes. And Buffy's like, yeah, no shit. I know. And Kendra's like, so I didn't kill him. And Buffy's all like, well, then I guess I don't need to kill you. And Willie shows up at the door and this Willie's like, not to be confused with Willie Fisterbottom. 
and whose real name is Norman Fister. Same thing. And and he he remarks that there's a lot of tension in the room, at which point Kendra fucking like tackles him to the ground and on and uh um Yeah. She's like she says that Willie's dirty, she can feel it and um And she's not wrong. Buffy, right. And Buffy's like, Well that's good for you and she pulls Kendra off of <clears throat> off of Willie and then lifts Willie up and slams him against the bar and asks him where Angel is and Willie denies knowing where he is says he saved him you know from the let him out of the cage you know just before he became a crispy critter and buffy wants to know where he went willie says you know he said he was gonna stay underground and recuperate and uh buffy asks if he's telling the truth and willie says he swears on his mother's grave should something fatal happen to her god forbid and uh, um, Kendra is like, well, Angel's fine, so we can go back to your watcher and get our orders. And Buffy's like, ah, I don't take orders. I do things my way. And uh, <laughs> Kendra's like, no wonder you died. And uh, so they start to leave, and Willie steps away from the bar, and he's like, he, he's like, you know, uh, I have to ask, have either of you considered modeling? Like, I have a friend with a camera. It's strictly high-class nude work. <laughs> and which had to have been a Joss, like, that had to have been a Joss touch. 1,000%. It, it had to have been. And uh, they just kind of look at each other and walk out without saying anything else. We cut to the uh, factory warehouse, whatever it is that uh, Spike and Drew and 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 their cronies are are staying, and where uh, we see Drew in bed and she's asleep, and um, uh, we see Spike lean over her and she wakes up and she says she was dreaming and. Spike asks her of what, and Drusilla says they were in Paris, and Spike had a branding iron, and Spike tells her he brought her something, and he goes over to the to the to a little landing, kind of in the back, and picks Angel up and uh, drags him over, you know, in front of Drusilla's bed and dumps him on the floor and um they uh Spike and Drew have a little back and forth and um Spike asks or Drew asks Spike if she can have uh Drusilla until the moon and uh well I guess I should say that uh, Spike Spike does say now that they have Angel 
all they need is the full moon tonight and Angel die and Drusilla will be fully restored. So Drusilla asks Spike if she can have him until the moon. And Spike says, all right, you can play, but don't kill him. He can't die until the ritual. And then she immediately stakes him. <laughs> End of and, the series. Uh, and uh, Spike picks Angel up off the floor and forces him over to Drusilla and she uh, slaps Angel across the face and tells him, you know, you've been a very bad daddy. Which was a line in uh, Buffy the Vampire Lair. It was. Too, ironically. It was. <laughs> um, so we cut back to Sunnydale High and um, Giles and Kendra and Willow and Buffy are coming down the outside stairs and heading into the halls and Giles is telling Kendra that he talked to her watcher and uh, they both agreed that until the matter with Spike and Drew has been resolved that Buffy and Kendra should work together and of course Buffy's not happy about that and Kendra asks Giles if he believes Spike's trying to revive you know restore Drusilla to help and um Giles says that he does, and he thinks that's the dark power that Kendra's watcher was referring to. And um, Kendra says, "Well, then we'll stop Spike." And um, uh, Buffy's like, "Oh, good plan," and uh, tells her it's a little more complicated than that. And Giles agrees, and. Um, tells Kendra that Spike's also called the Order of Taraka to keep Buffy out of the way. And Kendra immediately knows who they are and says she read about them in the writings of Dramius. And uh, Giles is instantly, like, intrigued and kind of overjoyed. And he's like, well, which volume? And, and Kendra says she believes it was six and... Uh, Buffy's like asks Kendra how she knows all this and Kendra says it's from her studies and uh, Buffy's like well you obviously have a lot of free time and uh, um, Kendra says that she studies because it's required and the Slayer handbook insists on it and Willow's like there's a handbook and Buffy's like kind of reiterates she's like a handbook what handbook I how come I don't have a handbook? And uh, Giles tells Buffy that after meeting her, he realized that the handbook would be of no use in her case. And Buffy's like, she's kind of offended. She's like, what do you, what do you mean? What's wrong with my case? And uh, um, Giles kind of ignores her and um, asks Kendra if she'd like to show him the part in, uh, Dramia 6 where they talk about the Order of Taraka. He says he's never been able to get through it because it's a bit stodgy. Um, and Kendra smiles and agrees with him and says, yeah, it was, it was difficult. All those, all those footnotes and um, her and Giles start to laugh out loud together and 
um, Giles tells Buffy that Principal Snyder was looking for her, and you know she better put in a put in an appearance. Um, and Kendra's like, you know, wait, Buffy's a student here, and Giles like, yeah, and Kendra's like, yeah, I bet she's a cheerleader too, and Giles like, no she had to give up cheerleading and it's quite an amusing story and um he can sees that buffy's kind of agitated and he's like well let's just go find the books and he and kendra head off to the library as buffy and willow continue walking and um uh, they have a little back and forth about Willow kind of reassures Buffy that she'll always be Giles's favorite, and she's Giles's slayer. And, um, uh, Buffy starts to muse about how, you know, maybe after, you know, the Spike and Drusilla stuff is done, um, you know, she could, you know, tell Kendra, "You slay, I'm." I'm going to Disneyland. Well, she really meant and, she was going to L.A. to join Joyce uh, <laughs> on her, her street walking. <laughs> Hooking outside the Adult Entertainment Expo? Yes. At the L.A. Convention Center? Yep. Yep. Because uh, that's where, as previously discussed, we figured out that's where Joyce must be. Yeah. Uh, Whenever she's out in, of town, that's what she's in doing. In these episodes. Um. She just travels across the country to yep. adult entertainment expos, or, or like, any really anything that's going on anywhere. I mean, it could be like I, there could be like an Idaho fucking Future Farmers of America convention, and she's <laughs> she's outside hooking it. So, you know, might be a dollar wow. to be made. Who knows? <laughs> um. So. Uh yeah, we cut back to Buffy's basement. And who's tied up down there? <laughs> Nobody's tied up down there. That's where Xander and Cordelia are. Well, let me let me take this this uh, scene because I have a clip to play. Okay, go for it. Uh, so yeah, we cut back and we're it's Cordy and Xander are still trapped in Buffy's basement, and tensions are pretty fucking high because, as we all know, that these two do not get along. They're always arguing. Um. Xander's mad that, you know, Cordelia let the fucking guy in the house to start with. And, you know, Cordy's mad that he's not even trying to, to like, come up with anything to save them, come up with an idea or anything. And he's like, I do have a plan. Well, wait. Buffy will save us. And she's like, "How? why do you think Buffy would even fucking know where we are? And he's like, this is Buffy's fucking house. <laughs> it's It's a matter of time. And, uh, so their arguing and whatnot, uh, continues to escalate and I will play a clip here. It's about a minute long, but it's worth it. So, uh, let's play this. What are you doing? Going to see if he's gone. That's brilliant. What if he isn't? Oh, right. You think we should just slack here and hope that somebody else decides to be a hero? Sorry. I forgot I was stranded with the loser! And yet, I never forgot that I'm stuck with the numbrain and let Mr. Mutant in the house in the first place! He looked normal! What, is he supposed to have an arrow with the word assassin over his head? All it took was a prospect of a free makeover and you licked his hand like a big dumb dog! You know what? I'm going. 
I'd rather be worm food than look at your pathetic face. Then go. I'm not stopping you. I bet you wouldn't. I bet you'd let a girl go off to her doom all by herself. Not just any girl. You're special. I can't believe that I'm stuck spending what will probably be my last few moments on Earth here with you! I hope these are my last moments. Three more seconds with you and I'm gonna... I'm gonna what, coward? Moron. I hate you! I hate you! We so need to get out of here. So, yeah, they uh, all of a sudden grabbed each other and started just fucking, they were in each other's throats. Fucking make, I mean, she was, wow. He, he looked like he swallowed her half of her head. So, uh, yeah, they. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I was, I have, it's such, as, as much as I dislike Xander, it's such a good scene. No, it is. It, yeah, it really it, is. This whole like, Cordy Xander I, thing, I always thought was great. I think, I think what makes it such a good scene is even, even without the knowledge of uh, of having watched the show and knowing what's going to happen, I, it's evident. I think almost from the minute you cut back into that basement with them, where it's gonna go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think, I don't know, like, to me, that's what makes it such a good scene. Like, you know where it's going to go, but it's still, it's still so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I like this whole Cordy Xander thing because it's, it's so ridiculous and there's such a mismatch. It's, it's, it's great comedy uh, coming up in future episodes. So, they, uh. They come, they decide, yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here because we're, like, kissing now, and that's insane. So they uh, leave the basement. They get up up, up top, and they're like, okay, everything seems clear. He, he must be gone. And so they make a dash for the front door, and then, wham, a whole bunch of maggots start falling off the ceiling all over Cordelia. And, of course, so she... Go ahead. I, um, I looked it up while you were... Uh, covering another scene, they're they're mealworms. Yeah, I always call them grub worms, but yeah, mm. same thing. But yeah, because they're they're one thousand percent not maggots. Oh no! Yeah, and they oh, keep no. calling them maggots, and everything's referred to as mag, but yeah, they're not maggots. Um, so you know, she starts losing her mind with all the maggots all over. Her. Uh, look at me, I'm fucking saying it now. Um, did did they ever? I don't think they ever refer to them as maggots, do they? I I think they did in last episode, and I think they're going to in the in a little in a couple of scenes from now. Okay, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, so, uh, so they get out the front door, and Xander grabs a garden hose and starts spraying her down, <laughs> and in typical creepy Xander mode, he sees she's got like this. Like, I don't even know what you call it because I don't know shit about female fashion, but she's got, like, this kind of skirt thing on that's also a shirt. <laughs> like, it's all one piece, right? Yeah, it's called a dress. Okay, yeah, the, she's got a dress on. But it's really <laughs> but it's really short. It's like a skirt, like a short skirt. But anyway, yeah. um, she's... <laughs> shut up. 
So he's <laughs> he's spraying her down, and then he's like, "Whoa!" So he keeps spraying her, and she's like, "Okay, fucking enough!" And so they uh, they run and hit the uh, hit her car, and fucking peel the fuck out and get the fuck out of Dodge. And then we're back at school, and Buffy and Willow are both on fire. And they're running around screaming, and Giles is trying to put them out. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong show. Uh, Buffy and Willow are at, at the career fair now. <laughs> Suddenly we cut to an episode of The Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Buffy tells her that, that tells Willow that her test results said she would be, you know, good at law enforcement and envi- environmental design. And Willow's like, environmental design, is that basically groundskeep like a landscaper? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, shut up, Willow. So she's like, okay, well, well Buffy, Buffy says she checked the shrubs box. Yeah. So uh, she's like, well, that the environmental design thing was yesterday, so today's law enforcement. And while they're talking, Buffy notices Oz, who is sitting up in that what what did you name it? That little area, that little raised area where the where the Scoobies normally sit. No, it's it's referred to as it's like it's supposed to be like a student lounge area. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you came up with that. Yeah. Well, anyway, nope. he's sitting up there, and he uh, he's looking at Willow, and and Buffy sees it, and she's like, "Okay, Willow, don't don't look, but that guy up there is checking you out, you know." And of course, Willow immediately looks, and uh, she's like, "Oh, that's Oz, you know. We met at the thing, blah blah blah, where they met at that." Uh, we went on about this in the previous episode about how they were, you know, they were tracking them and keeping an eye on them, these, this software firm. But right. um, <clears throat> she's like, you know, I met him there and, and blah, blah, blah. Actually, and, she doesn't. She doesn't tell Buffy where she met him. Oh, she doesn't? Nope. I thought she did. She's, nope. She sees, she see, looks over and sees Oz and all she says is, oh, that's Oz. He's expressing computer nerd solidarity oh okay okay well excuse me mr F- fancy pants <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so in uh he's you know willow's basically like you know that's all he's doing and she's like oh buffy's like oh really then why is he coming down here and willow's like oh fuck and he does come down and uh I mean, I'm not going to go through line for fucking line here. They're flirting with each other. Let's just put it that that way. And like, he's clearly interested in her, and she's becoming more interested in him as time goes on. And um, she does note that he's uh, dyed his hair brown. She's like, your hair, it's brown. And he's like, yeah, sometimes. And uh, so oh, she does ask him about the um, the computer thing. Like why he was there and whatnot, and you know he must be pretty, pretty good with computers too. And he's like, no, not at all. <laughs> he's like, I, uh, I got this weird thing. I just I test really well, and uh, that's basically what got me in there. And um, Willow says, well, you know, do you have anything that's interesting to you? And he's like, yeah, guitar. Basically, he says some more shit, but it doesn't fucking matter. He's interested in guitar. See, I thought as a guitar guy, you would be very excited about his 
his no, because, ambition to be, master E flat diminished ninth. No, because E flat diminished ninth. It's stupid because he says, "Oh, you can lose a finger doing that." It's, it's, it's just stupid. It's not even true. I don't know who came up with that. They should be shot and killed in public. Anyway, how how dare they? How <clears throat> dare they in this show about vampires and demons? Exactly. Uh. Where do we head to from there, James? Oh, well, I should finish up by saying they walk off together. He's got animal crackers, right? No. No, that's the later no. scene. Yeah, that's yeah. the Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they walk off together talking. And then uh, where do we go, James? They And actually, they don't walk over. Okay, what the fuck over. ever they're talking. <laughs> Christ. But if they walked away, then something that happens in the scene I'm about to explain, which is taking place right oh, where they're at, you are wouldn't right. have happened. Yeah, you are right. Okay, <laughs> fine, fuck you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they just, they're talking. Yes. And we cut over to Buffy, and she's signing up at the law enforcement table, and uh, there's a officer there, and she picks up the clipboard after Buffy puts it down and looks it over and she's like, all right, when I call your name, you know, answer. And she calls Buffy Summers and Buffy raises her hand. And this lady who is Patrice, uh, um, uh, draws her gun and aims at Buffy. And of course, Buffy, you know, with her slayer prowess, reacts quickly and pushes her hands and the gun up in the air as the as the first shot is fired. And, of course, panic erupts in the halls and um, all the kids start running around and looking for cover. And Buffy and, and Patrice are struggling and uh, another shot's fired off into the ceiling and um, uh, sorry, I lost my place. Um, Buffy ends up kneeing her in the gut, and, and Patrice drops the gun, and she falls to the floor, and uh, Buffy starts to run, and Patrice gets back up on her knees and pulls out another gun, and uh, um, she fires at Buffy, and... Um, Buffy dives over a table and Patrice stands up again and um, or I'm sorry, Buffy stands up and looks around and yells for everyone to get down and she starts to run again and she runs right past Oz and Willow and um, Patrice is following Buffy with her aim and Which at this Oz, point, why the fuck haven't hasn't everybody already dropped? There's already right. been like what four or five gunshots at this point, right? There's been th- three at this point, and Buffy has already yelled, "Get down!" Yeah, and everybody's just like, "Okay, you mean stand here like idiots?" So, um, Buffy runs right past Oz and Willow, and Patrice is following Buffy with her aim, and Oz yells, "Look out!" and he lunges at Willow and then pulls her to the floor, and he ends up taking the shot 
that was meant for Buffy. Right in, in the, the fucking arm. head, dude. And his right head, head just explodes like a fucking watermelon. And his brains yeah. and his fucking the the, the white matter just is covering Willow's face, and she's in uh, just in shock. Other shock, yeah. And because she was mid talking to Oz, like uh, there's a part of Oz's skull lands in her in her gaping in mouth. her mouth. Like his brains yeah. and part of his skull is inside of her mouth now. It's horrific. Yeah, and one of it's his horrific. and his that the the nearest eyeball. Shot right into her mouth too. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hideous. Yeah, no, really, he just gets shot in the arm. But <laughs> yeah, um, so there's a whole lot of lot like there's there's no dialogue like for a big chunk of this scene. It's just action. Yeah, and it, the the long and short of it is that um, I just want to bring I just want to bring up one thing. She does get sure. the second gun knocked out of her hand during this scuffle and pulls out a third gun. Yeah. I mean, um, this chick has got guns galore. Um, yeah. Um, so Patrice and Buffy uh, are fighting and... Um, Yeah, she knocks the 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 second backup gun out of Patricia's Patricia's hands, and then she gets her ankle gun. <laughs> Which, yeah, I and I I don't know I I wonder I wonder how standard that is. I wonder if that's like I wonder how many officers actually carry that many backup guns. I'm pretty sure that's not regulation for any department outside of Texas. Outside of Texas. Yeah. Um, so Kendra ends up showing up and Buffy and Kendra uh, and Patrice fight a little bit. and Patrice ends up grabbing Jonathan as a hostage and um, pulls out a... <laughs> Pulls out a knife, a, pu- a push, uh, what's called a push knife, yeah. yeah, to threaten Jonathan with because at that point she's now been disarmed of her third firearm, and she pulls the push knife out from like between her shoulder blades. It's yeah, it's um, weird. So she ends up, she ends up escaping and and dropping Jonathan. You know, she lets Jonathan go, makes a mad dash for the after she the cuts door. his throat. She doesn't cut it, and he is bleeding fucking he's, everywhere. He's not bleeding. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and uh, Patrice escapes, and Kendra takes off after. Her. Um, Buffy ro- rushes over to Oz and Willow, and Oz is holding his arm. And Buffy asks how he is, and Willow says he's shot. And, um. He's like, how do you Oz, think I am? I'm, I have a fucking, I was shot. Right. And Oz says I'm shot. He says it's <laughs> odd and, and painful. And Kendra shows back up and tells them Patricia's, Patrice is gone. And Jonathan asks if this was all a demonstration. And Buffy looks around surveying the scene. And that's the end of that scene. I would like, so, um, I, I watched this episode 
Um, and th there were two other people watching it with me. And I did, I did make the comment to them, uh, and I'll say it here, it's watching that scene in retrospect is kind of funny because it shows, and, and knowing what happens in it, it going into season in season three, that in roughly less than a season, we went from showing an active shooter in a high school to an entire episode of Buffy not airing originally because it featured a school shooter. Yep. Like how quickly we went from, oh, this is okay to now this is an actual thing that's happening in schools and yeah, because we, this when did you say this aired in ninety eight, right? Ninety seven. Oh, this aired in ninety seven. Okay, I thought this season was yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, so we're like two years away from Columbine at this point. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, because because they pulled earshot from its original airing. Yeah. Because of Columbine. Yeah. So did you say Columbine? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, nothing at all. Uh, you go right ahead. <laughs> um, no, that's the end of that scene, and we're back in the library. And what's happening there? Willow has Buffy in a rear naked choke, and oh, she's. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, it's I keep confusing the shows. You know, uh, Willow is. This is this is why Disney's not gonna gonna <laughs> give us the rights us to Tammy any... the Vampire Slayer. Is not gonna let us play in the Buffy universe because okay. of it because of shit like that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Disney. No, I'm not. Uh, Willow is rebandaging Buffy's boo-booed knee um, that she received in um, part one. And uh, Buffy's telling Giles about, you know, what just happened. And Giles is asking about Oz, if he's all right. And, uh, and Willow tells him that the paramedics said... But it was basically just a flesh wound. I, I, I'm assuming it, it just grazed him. Not it's only it, a flesh wound. It's only a flesh wound. But both your arms are cut off. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I'll have at you now. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> this has been this has been uh, Monty Python, uh, re Monty revisited. Python revisited. Uh, I'm feeling better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Um, so, uh, Xander and Cordelia walk in about that time and, uh, asking like, well, what's up with the fucking school? It looks like a bomb went off and Giles relays that they had a visit from the order of Taraka and Xander. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you here okay. because, uh, this line from Xander. So you're right. They walk in and. And they're in referring to the way the school looks. Xander says, who sponsored career day today? The British soccer fan association. Yeah. That is such like a deep cut. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's deep. It's like, right. Like, unless you're like really paying attention, like you're not, you're not going to pick up on it and Although... you're not going to understand Although reference. using the word soccer was incorrect because they would never call well, it soccer. It's football. Right. Right. But anyway, anyway go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, she, he, she, uh, 
Giles, you know, says we've had a um, visit from the Order of Taraka, and Xander, you know, tells talks about the run-in that they just had with uh, Grubworm Boy, and then Xander just then he notices Ken, this Kendra, and Giles explains he's like it's a long story, but she's also a Slayer, and Xander's like oh. Uh, Two Slayers, so I always knew this whole only one thing was, you know, just a cry for attention, and Buffy's like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. She fucking kicks him and breaks his leg. So, uh, for for the rest of the episode, he's on a crutch. But, uh... you gonna say something? Doesn't just break his leg; like his 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 knee bends the opposite direction. Oh yeah, he's never gonna walk right again. No, no, it's 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 over. He is. He will not be on the track team. Um, the, the more we joke about this, this these gruesome scenes in Puppy, like the more I kind of want someone to do like. I want to see a show like that. I want someone to do like a dark boys esque yeah. like Buffy reboot. Yeah, and we're just like shit. Crazy shit happens like out of nowhere for no real reason. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. I will watch that every episode, every week. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, Giles asked Xander to uh, describe, you know, the assassin that they saw, and uh, Cordelia kind of saves him the trouble when she finds one of those worm things in her fucking hair and freaks out and screams and drops it in this open book and jumps up. She's like, "I'm. I've got a shower," and she runs off and leaves, and then. Uh, Xander slams the book shut, thus crushing this poor, helpless little creature. And, um, let's see. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, okay. Giles and Buffy, they start discussing how serious the Taraka problem is, or how much it's a problem it's becoming. And, um, she, uh, she actually tells Kendra she's happy that she was there to help her. And Giles starts giving him the bad news that he's discovered, that the Order has probably stepped up their attacks on Buffy because the ritual to to restore Drusilla to full health has to take place on the night of the new moon, which is, coincidentally, that night. Um, so they And they're probably wanting to kill Buffy before that, you know, to, to ensure that she can't interfere. And um, Giles also reveals that the ritual has to take place in a church and requires the presence of Drusilla's sire. And they have to figure out who that is. Well, Buffy knows. And she tells them that it's Mr. Angel. And um, she's like, you know, is this going to kill... This ritual is just going to kill Angel, and um, Giles is like, fuck, I hope, because I'm sick of that guy. <laughs> or no, <laughs> she's <laughs> Giles is like, yes, I'm afraid it will. And, of course, you know, Buffy loses her mind, and um, they throw themselves into planning how to save Angel and everything because they've only got five hours until uh, sunset. And Kendra objects. She thinks... Their priority should be stopping Drusilla, which 
her argument doesn't make any sense to me because it's like this is all going to be in the same place. They're they're all going to be in the same place, right? Like so, yeah. Even even if they even if they made their main priority saving Angel, mm-hmm. the a side effect of that is still stopping Spike and Drusilla. And Drusilla, exactly. Right. So yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. I I watched the 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 end of this scene, which is where we're at, yeah. and I was like, her argument is it's it's moot because saving yeah. Angel stops Drusilla. Exactly. It's and it's like. They're all going to be right in the same little room together. You can you can accomplish, you know, both goals. Two slayers. She, you know, Buffy should have just been like, okay, well, we'll get there and you fuck up Drusilla and I'll save Angel. Problem fucking solved. But it has to turn into a big thing. And Buffy basically gets all up in her face and she's like, listen, um, we can either work together or get the fuck out of my way. And Kendra's like, Fine, I'll be working with you, man. And oh so, that's the end of that scene. Then we cut um, back. Oh, sorry. I do want to, so something you didn't mention when you were uh, covering that scene is how Kendra is completely flummoxed in talking to Xander. Yeah, I just breezed over it because I was like, it, and the reason I breezed over it is because they they say a few lines like two or three throwaway lines later in the scene or later in the show that explain it which is all they should have done like i don't know they they made it this thing that didn't need to be a thing and it just annoyed me so right but the point i was getting at is so she's completely flummoxed to talk to xander and xander is damn near dismissive of her yeah and to me I don't know about you. To me, that is completely out of character for Xander. Well, Xander, in case we haven't said it, well, I mean, it's, it should be kind of obvious. Kendra's black. So right. we know that Xander is now a racist. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go in that direction. <laughs> well, it, he's, but, okay. he's, a, he's, a, he's a lecherous, he, creepy fuck, but he's also a unless, racist. Unless your skin's not the right tone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I remember guess that we scene. Do you remember that. that one scene from, I believe it was, I'm sorry, season one, where it shows his bedroom briefly where he's laying across his bed? Don't you remember the swastika flag above his bed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Xander's a <laughs> racist. That was not there. We certainly would have pointed that out and brought it up much more frequently. No, but and I get maybe maybe we take that direction with it, but it was completely out of character, in my opinion, because Kendra is very beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's very attractive. Oh, yeah. You cannot tell me that Xander Harris, as we know him at this point, wouldn't be falling all over himself. Therefore, the only conclusion this, can be is that Xander's racist. Thank you. Okay. It, I mean, what can you can you come up with any other um any other reason why he wouldn't be falling all over himself? I sort of just chalked it up to the the trauma of what he and Cordy just went through. No, he's a racist. 
from here on out to the end of this show, to the end of this podcast, and however many years from now, Xander's a racist. Joyce is a whore and Xander's a racist. Thank you. Yes. And no one can change our minds. Nope. So anyway, uh, we cut back to the factory and Drusilla still, quote unquote, playing with Angel. She has him tied up to her bed, which seems like an infant could like pull these fucking pull themselves free from this this deal, but apparently Angel is so weakened by his his uh run in with near daylight that he just can't get free. And she's like pouring holy water on his bare chest and, you know, being all weird. You know I don't like Drusilla, so she's being all weird and saying all her weird fucking dumb shit and talking about the things her family used to love, but she's like, well, but you, you know, you fucking murdered them all and blah, blah, blah. She continues basically torturing him and um, that's really all that fucking scene is. It's, I, Drusilla scenes, I just, I'm just so, yeah, weird, weird, talky-talky and stuff and then that's the scene. So then where do we go from there, James? Uh, we're back to the library. and Is it on fire? No. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> Giles is coming. It's been hit with a bomb. <laughs> oh, it's been hit with a bomb. So there's nothing bomb. there. It's just a crater. Nothing. Yeah, it's a crater. <laughs> okay. Um, you know the scene in... Uh, in um, uh, Age of Ultron when Scarlet uh, Witch... <laughs> Makes yeah. all the Avengers like uh-huh. see their worst nightmares, and uh-huh. she does it to Tony, and he sees like the pile of rubble with all the dead Avengers on it. Mm-hmm. That's what we see here. It's Except a, it's the Scoobies. Crater. It's a crater, and there's just piles of rubble in the crater, and the the our Scoobies are just strewn about. And and Xander's it, shirt had been torn away from the bomb explosion, and we see his white supremacist tattoos on his back. <laughs> I'm just saying, the guy's a clear racist. Who wouldn't be falling all over that girl? You saw her. I saw her. I I like. And I said, he's the it, most it, lecherous like creeper. I said, it, was, it was out of character enough for me to to notice it. Yeah. In the scene. And that can only that lead me to believe he is an a, he a devout extremely racist. Traumatized by his experience with. Uh, Norman Fister, the mm-hmm. worm man. You mean Willie Fisterbottom? <laughs> Clearly he won't. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he will not. <laughs> <Ba-doom>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. <sighs> anyway, so Giles is coming out of the stacks and he heads, he heads uh, uh, towards the stairs with um, some books and uh, Willow's sitting there on the steps on her laptop and um, uh, he uh, he looks at her screen and he uh, he notes that there's 43 churches in Sunnydale but that seems excessive yeah as soon as that he said that I was thinking is Sunnydale in Texas 
Oh, I'm doing a lot of Texas picking today, aren't I? You are. I'm you sure are. we have no fans in Texas. No, no. We talk about penises too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much for, for any uh, self-respect right. and Texan. Right. We we make far too many queer innuendos yes. for anyone in Texas to bother listening to us. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> innuendo. <laughs> uh willow says it's the extra evil vibe from the Hellmouth makes people pray harder and uh um he tells her to see if there's any that are closed or abandoned and uh um Xander makes a comment about monsters and demons and um, bug people and Giles ends up setting down a, setting down the book in front of uh, uh, Xander and opening it and um, tells Xander you should have better luck with this one because there's a whole section devoted to the Order of Taraka and we cut to Giles's office, and Kendra's looking through the window at at them doing their research, and Buffy's with her, and she's sharpening a knife, and that she's planning to use on on Kendra, right? And uh, Kendra asks if they if they also know she's the Slayer, referring to Xander and and Cordelia, which is kind of a stupid question to ask. Right. Because, because they've already been like, involved in the conversation of everything that's going on. And yeah, right. Like from the minute they came into the library, like, Oh, we had a run in with the order of Taraka as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, do they clearly, know anything about your identity? No, right. no, so, they don't know anything. Like, clearly, clearly they know. Yeah. So I was like, well, what the fuck, Kendra? And Maybe, there was a lot of stupid writing plot holes in this episode. Right. Um, so, and then Buffy says they do, and um, Kendra asks her if anyone explained to her what secret identity means, and Buffy's like, no, nope, must have been in the handbook. I'd be like, fuck um, you, bitch. You don't even go to school. Don't, don't fucking get smart with me. Do I know what a secret <clears throat> identity is? You can't talk to boys, and you don't even go to school, so fuck off. Well, Buffy kind of does. She's like, she's like, it must be in the handbook right after the chapter on personality removal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the meantime, Kendra's picked up a crossbow. And, and prior to Buffy, the chapter on horrible Jamaican accents. And Buffy tells her to be careful with it. And Kendra's like, bitch, I'm a weapons expert. At which point she accidentally fires the, the bolt in the crossbow and it breaks a lamp and uh, uh if only she had been looking at it like looking at it at the time and it had shot her through the eye and the brain and just ended this character because I hate it and uh Kendra blames the trigger mechanism and we cut uh we cut back out into the main library and Xander turns a page and sees a, a drop the bug guy and uh Sanders like yep this is him and uh um 
he reads from the book and he's like, and it says that uh, he can only be killed when he's in his disassembled state. And he looks at Cordelia and starts to explain what disassembled means. <laughs> <laughs> and Cordelia's like, I know what it means, dorkhead. And Sander pretends to be offended and he's like, dorkhead, you slash me with your words. <laughs> and and she comes over the table at that point with a pencil fucking right in his eye. His only good eye. Just saying. It did happen. Xander's got a bad Xander's got a bad eye. Well, we did something to one of his eyes earlier. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, that was his leg. No, it wasn't his eye. Okay. Yeah, we broke it. Yeah, we broke we yeah. ruined his running career. I'm sorry. Yeah, so she, but she um, does take an eye out, so now he only has one. Right. Uh, until season seven when he doesn't have any. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, no. See, the way it works is at the end of each episode, they fully recuperate. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. how it works. That's that's how we're able to keep the characters. Gotcha. But gotcha. as of um, now, sans eyeball. Man, um, I have to, this is just another, like, kind of what I was saying before. Everything between Cordelia and Xander in this episode is fucking gold. Oh, yeah. From here on out, I feel like. I, I just... Like... I think they've always had good chemistry, and they've always pulled off uh, the hating each other. Like, they've always made right. it believable. And yeah. I think I think they have good on-screen chemistry together. Yeah. Um. So we cut back into Giles's, uh office, and Kendra's kind of messing around with a steak, and she tells Buffy that her life is very different than hers. And um, Buffy's like, oh, you mean where the part where I occasionally have one? And uh, Kendra's like, no, the part where I live in a fucking tent with this weird-ass fucking, what was his name, watcher dude who doesn't help me with anything. And, and I only have one shirt. <laughs> um, and Kendra's like, tells her, you know, the things you have, you know, the things you do and have, I was taught distract from my calling, friends, school, even family. And Buffy's kind of taken a, taken aback by that. Oh, and what's going to get said next absolutely drives me crazy. Um, and she, Buffy kind of questions her. She's like, even family? And Kendra says, tells her that her parents sent her to her to her watcher when she was very young. Okay. Pause. A. How the fuck did her parents know what a watcher is? Where a watcher would be? Okay. B. Why would they think that their daughter was going to be a slayer? And C. What the fuck is going on? And go. Um, so she proceeds to tell Buffy that she really, she doesn't actually remember her family, but she's seen pictures. And um, she says that that's how seriously the calling to be a slayer is taken by her people. Her people. Uh, that's another thing that bothers her, me. What, is she from a mother, village? Probably. Does she? I don't know. Wow, now you um, you talk about me saying a man and and you're like, "Oh yeah, she's clearly from a from a village. They live in tents." Well, I mean, and... 
but from the way she's ta- the way she's describing this, I the assumption would be yeah that she's probably from a small village of people. Did you have, did you happen to see the way she's dressed and the makeup and the hair? Yeah, I don't think they're doing that shit in a village. Well, it's also yeah, it's just it's so also it's also written. a '90s teen drama. They're not gonna like they're not gonna ugly up the beautiful Bianca Lawson it's just, just because such, her character's supposed to be from. It's just such know. terrible writing. Nothing makes sense. Um, nothing nothing with this character from the from the first time she's introduced uh I can't say from the first time she's the history of this character is awful just awful I'm just so anyway she tells Buffy that her her parents gave her to her watcher because they believed that they were doing the right thing for her and ultimately for the world. And uh, she tells Buffy not to feel sorry for her. You know, she doesn't feel sorry for herself. And uh, Buffy says it sounds lonely. And Kendra tells her that uh, emotions are weakness and sh- Buffy shouldn't entertain them. And Buffy disagrees with her and she's like, what are tells you, a fucking her, Jedi? Fuck you. <laughs> tells her that... <laughs> Her emotions give her power. And uh, um, Kendra says, well, maybe for you, but I prefer to keep an even mind. And uh, Buffy starts to goad her a little bit. And, you know, she tells her that, um, you know, when they were fighting, like, yeah, her technique is better than hers. But but ultimately she would have kicked Kendra's butt. And um, Kendra's like, oh, you think so? And Buffy keeps goading her, and she's like, yeah, I I know I would have. Um, And uh, Kendra uh, grabs her knife and kind of gets in Buffy's face, and she's like, you know, I'll wipe the floor with you right now. And Buffy proceeds to tell Kendra that that feeling she's feeling is anger and that it gives her a fire and that that's what a slayer needs. It gives you focus. Sorry, she and, turned uh, into Palpatine for a minute. And uh, Xander walks in and they both look at him and um, Kendra uh, won't look at him and um, he leaves and Buffy says, I'm guess, I guess dating isn't big with your watcher either. And Kendra says she's not permitted to talk to boys. And uh, Buffy's like, well, unless you're pummeling them. And uh, oh, I lost my place. She's like, yeah, yeah, unless I'm beating one to death, I'm not allowed to talk to them. Um, uh Buffy's like, unless you're pummeling them, and then she has like a light bulb goes off, and they decide they need to go back to Willie's bar and have a chat with him. And we cut back wait, to wait, wait, Drus- wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna what? take this scene because you have a clip. Nope. Oh, because 
you it turns out you actually really love Drusilla. Yes. And you want to do all of her scenes? Yes. I knew it. Okay. No, um, okay. you and I talked earlier today prior to recording, and I promised you I had a surprise for you. Oh, yes. However, in the um, showing of this surprise, I utterly fucked up and forgot to do it earlier when it when it should have been done. Okay. So I'm going to do it now. Okay. As I do okay. this, as I do this scene. Okay. Um. So as you say, we cut back, and um, Drusilla is still torturing Angel. Uh, so yeah, um, there it is. There it is. From now on, whenever Angel is first introduced into the episode, his theme song will play (laughs) just for you, James. Beautiful. 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 I'll fucking love it. I love it. And I think the listeners are going to love it too. Oh, we're going to get at least a thousand new listeners just from that. Cause that's going to word of mouth is going to travel big time. They're gonna be like, dude, in episode ten, in episode uh, ten of season two, like it's like the twenty second episode of their podcast. They start playing the angel theme every time angels introduced in the episode. Right, except the first time they ever did it, uh, one of the hosts he fucked up royally, so they did it like halfway through the episode. <laughs> Actually, more like three quarters of the way through the episode. Us, uh, it's. it's it's there now. It's made its appearance, and, and it's it, here to stay. And it's here to stay. Uh, so, yeah, Drusilla is still tor- torturing Angel at the factory. And Spike comes in and uh, tells her it's time to go to the church to get this shit going. Um, Drusilla's kind of sad because she's having fun torturing uh, Angel. And uh, Spike's uninterested. He was never much for the pre-show and... Uh, Angel kind of turns that back on him, implying that Spike is basically no good at foreplay and not satisfying his woman, Drusilla. And that really pisses old Spike off. And he grabs Angel by the throat and lifts him up, and, and you know, Angel keeps uh, taking digs at him. And then he breaks a piece of the bed off, the wooden bed frame, and Takes and he's getting ready to spike, or spike, (laughs) getting ready to stake Angel, and then he realizes this is a fucking game. You're trying to, he's like, oh, I get your game. You're trying to get me to to stake you now, so you just die, and then Drusilla's doomed. And he's like, uh, which saves Buffy, but uh, and and where they won't have to face Drusilla at full strength, and so he's like, nah, motherfucker, and. So they take take Angel and they go. And then we cut to Buffy and Kendra, who have now showed up at uh, Willie's bar, uh, demanding to know where the ritual is. And of course, he claims he has no idea. Um, but basically, when Buffy threatens to, to put Kendra on him, he uh, he suddenly remembers. And he's like, I know, but I'll have to take you there. And she's like, fine. So she fucking grabs him and starts to go. And, and Kendra says, no, they have to go back to Giles first. Um, 
you know, to get orders and, and backup and what have you. And Buffy's like, fuck that, yo. We know where we need to go. We know where the shit's going down. There's two of us. We're both slayers. You know, we can fucking handle this. And Kendra's like, um, no. Because, like, fuck him. He's a fucking vampire. He should be dead. You know, basically. I mean, that's what she basically says. And Yeah. Um, she thinks Buffy's feelings are clouding her judgment. And... She just doesn't care about Angel's life. She's like, he's a fucking vampire, you know? And Buffy's... Fuck that undead piece of shit. Yeah, and Buffy's like, well, then fuck you, bitch, and just straight leaves, takes Willie and goes and leaves Kendra standing there like an idiot. And uh, Willie leads Buffy into the church where this ritual's going to take place. And immediately they go around a corner and he hands her to... <laughs> Uh, fucking, was it two, one, two? Yeah, two two of the assassins from the Order of Taraka and some vampire minions. And yep, it's, it's, it's a setup. It's Patrice and, and Norman and two vampires. Yeah. It's Patrice. It's a trap. It's Patrice and Willie Fisterbottom. <clears throat> and two vampires. It's a trap. It's a trap. And uh, what happens next, James? I don't, I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, we cut to a commercial break, presumably for like Hondas or something, or or maybe fire insurance. Fire insurance, yes. Most likely, some previews for other CW shows on at the time. Dawson's Creek, Oof, uh, which were Charmed. Oh yeah, Charmed was on. Well, no, did Charmed start nine in this early on? Ninety-seven. Um, I don't know. I don't think well, so. I think Charmed was an early 2000s, uh, like started maybe 99, 2000-ish. Not that anyone cares, but... Please hold. Oh, would you like me to entertain the listeners while you look it up? I'm just going to look it up real quick. Well, I mean, we can just go back to talking about um, how fucking racist Xander is. Like... Uh, you're right. It premiered in 98. Okay. I'm usually right, so it's not that surprising. Um, Roswell? Was Roswell on at this time? I think it was. I th- yeah, because I feel like I feel like Roswell was earlier than, than Charmed. Yeah. Anyway. So you're right. Uh, it would have definitely so Dawson's Creek. Series. Oh, yeah, Dawson's Creek. Probably Roswell. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, I don't think One Tree Hill was on that early. I don't even know that show. No. Um, what about Smallville? Was Smallville airing at that in '97? I don't know. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. I'll look it up while you tell the scene. Okay. We uh, and we are inside the church, and Spike's walking up the main aisle from the altar with a. And burning an incense uh, sensor, and uh, he is um, he's uh, calling to Elagor, who is apparently the bringer of war, prisoners, pariahs, and grand obscenity. And he turns to the altar and 
Angel and Drusilla are both strapped there um, to a chain that's hanging from the ceiling. And uh, Angel's right hand is tied to the chain above his hand. And uh, uh, Spike keeps doing his little incantation ritual. And uh, he reaches the altar and sets the incense sensor down and um, picks up the Dulac cross, uh, which we saw in the previous episode, um, with a, with a, and he's got gloves on. And uh, he holds the cross upside down and um, grabs the, the downward pointing tip of the cross and pulls out a dagger, put, puts the rest of the cross back on the altar, and he lifts Drusilla's hand up to Angel's, and she grabs it, and as Spike's finishing his ritual spell, he drives the dagger uh, through their both their hands together. And when he does that, uh, a bright pink light like emanates from their wounds and a uh, pulse of energy kind of spreads out through the church and uh, um, dies back down as we see Angel's strength start to flow from him into Drusilla and uh, um, at that point Willie barges in with uh, a giant condom with, over his fist and arm because he's ready to live up to his name. No. No? Um, no? Okay. Sarong Willie. Sarong Willie. Oh, that's right. Okay. My bad. Uh, but he does have uh, Norman Fister and Patrice and the two other, other vamps with him, as well as Buffy. And uh, um he tells Spike it's payday. He's got the Slayer. And <laughs> Spike's pissed. He's like, are you fucking insane? Why would you bring her here right now? And uh, Willie's like, you said you wanted her. And uh, and Spike's like, in the ground, you pinhead. I wanted her dead. And uh, Willie's like, well, I don't That's not what I heard. Word was there is a bounty on her, dead or alive. Spike's like, well, you heard wrong. And uh, Buffy whispers Angel's name. And Spike steps over to her and he's like, yeah, it bugs me too seeing him like that. Another five minutes, though, and he'll be dead. So <laughs> and he kind of shrugs. And, uh, and he's like, but don't feel bad for him. He's got something you don't. And Buffy asks what, what that is. And Spike says five minutes. And he calls for Patrice. Who, who pulls Patrice out like, the goofiest looking, like nineteen eighties cop <laughs> revolver gun? Gun, yeah, yeah. It's like a six shooter. <laughs> it's it um, is it is a revolver, and it's like oh, it's horrible. Yeah, and uh, Buffy struggles to get loose from the vampire holding her, and suddenly one of the other doors flies open, and it's 
Kendra. <laughs> she does a series of like completely unnecessary backflips. Yeah, I thought the, the same thing. She has to backflip into the room. I'm like, really? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> Uh, but it does end with a flying double kick yeah. uh, to each of the vampires' faces. She kicks them. She double kicks them right in the mush, as yep. you would say. Yep. And uh, they they fall to the ground, which ends up pushing Buffy into Spike and knocking him down. And uh, Kendra lands on her feet. And, um, she's ready to fight. And she doesn't really waste any time. And um, uh, rushing over to Spike and Buffy as uh, they both get up and Spike's like, who the hell is this? And Kendra grabs him by the shirt. And Buffy's like, it's your lucky day, Spike. And Kendra hits him. She's like, two slayers. And Buffy punches him again. And she says, no waiting. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Like Spike's, this is like Spike's worst nightmare, right? Like yeah, because slayers. he already Buffy always kicks it. Well, he doesn't really seem to have trouble with Slayers in general. Just Buffy, right? Like he's killed two Slayers already, right? And when he's spoiler alert, in a couple of seconds here, he'll be fighting Kendra, and he just he's basically fucking just wrecking her too. But right. when it's whenever right. it's Buffy, he just gets fucking housed. Um, there's a lot of fighting here. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm kind of, I'm just going to sum it up real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, that Spike and Buffy are fighting and then, uh, Giles and the rest of the crew end up showing up and, um, uh, Xander and Cordelia trick, uh, worm, guy into following them into a hall it it's, appears to be a hall it like outside where the main church altar area is and they close the door and as he starts to he obviously disassembles into worm form and starts to crawl through the door and we see that they have dumped um adhesive uh, some sort of glue onto the ground and He's getting caught in that, and they're stomping on him and killing him yeah. as as he's funneling through. That's how caught. easily they kill. This, this goes back to the beginning when I said he was like the most unscary, right. stupid villain ever. He disassembles um, into worms. You step on them all, and game over. Right. So... Um, Again, back inside the church, everyone everyone's fighting everybody else, and like you said, Buffy is beating Spike up for the eleventy fifth time. Yep. Now, and she, Buffy yells "switch," and Kendra does kind of a back roll over Buffy. Barrel roll. And, right. Or no, I'm sorry. Kendra is is fighting spike and spike is is kind of laying into her like, yeah owner that's that's what that's when they do the switch and um kendra ends up fighting patrice and buffy is now fighting spike and per, spike proceeds to get his ass handed to him by buffy immediately wrecked 11 
115th time. Yeah. Um, he goes from so, like easily handling Kendra to just getting just wrecked. Right. Um. So. Um. Uh, oh, um, Spike says he'd rather be fighting Buffy anyway, and Buffy says it's mutual. Um, and then they and, start making uh, out and uh, uh, fondling each other. <laughs> yeah, it's not for a couple more seasons. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Willie, Willie tries to escape and, um, uh, Spike sees him and, and, uh, stops him. Uh, this is after Buffy has proceeded to grab Spike by his coat and like launch him into a wall across the church, across the, the church. Um, while Spike is busy with Willie, Buffy runs up to the altar and pulls the dagger out of Angel and Drusilla's hands. And um, um, uh, Willie's trying to talk his way out of being in trouble with Spike. And um, Willie's like, there's a way in which this isn't my fault. And Spike's like, they tricked you. And uh, Willie's like, yeah, they were they were duplicitous and spikes. Well, then I'll only kill you just this once. And he gets ready to bite Willie and Drusilla calls for Spike and uh, stop. Spike stops and um, uh, lets Willie go. And um, he sees that Buffy's untying um, Spike and Drew and. Um, he rushes the altar and shoves Buffy to the floor and Willie escapes and we cut to Willow and Giles and they, Giles is holding a vampire and Willow stakes him and um, we cut back to Kendra and Patrice fighting and uh, Patrice is now fighting with a couple of, of knives that she had like on arm tracks up her sleeves and she slashes slashes Kendra and cuts her shirt and that's when we find out that this shirt that Kendra's been wearing for two episodes now is her only shirt yeah um, um uh, Kendra ends up kicking Patrice into like an organ. I think it is, right? Yeah, basically. And the, the organ kind of collapses on Patrice. Partially. Um, and uh, so... Uh, we cut back to... Uh, Spike... Uh, um, Spike ends up unstrapping Drusilla from Angel and um, he lifts her up and uh, starts to head down the down the aisle of the church and um, 
um, Buffy, Buffy sees that they're trying to escape and she stands up and grabs the incense sensor from the altar and she swings it around her head by its chains and then launches its spike and it hits him in the back of the head and he ends up stumbling with Drusilla into, uh, into another church organ and, uh, which ends up collapsing on top of Spike and Drew. Meanwhile, the whole um, church is on fucking fire at this point. And uh, um, Buffy goes over to Angel and, and like she helps him sit up and she's cradling him in her arms and pinches one of his nipples. Kendra, <laughs> Kendra sees <laughs> the way that they're looking at each other and um, ends up running up to them and she tells Buffy, "Let's get him out." Out she of here. Pinches his other nipple. They help. They help <laughs> Angel up. And, uh, up, up to his feet. And they end up, uh, um, getting, uh, the three of them end up leaving the church with the rest of the gang as, uh, as now the, the, wreckage of the organ that collapsed on top of Spike and Drew has also caught fire. And we cut to Angel's apartment where he and Kendra and Buffy are just in a hot and heavy threesome. <laughs> I was like, when you said, I was like, wait a minute, we don't cut to Angel's apartment at any point in this show. I was like, like what is he talking like about? They, they, they are just going at it. Yep, each on one nipple. Like, yeah, and, their Slayer muscles are doing things <laughs> to Angel he didn't even know yep. could be done. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, no, we cut back to the school, and we're in the lounge the next day, and why don't you finish us off? Or at least take this, this scene. Why don't you tell us what's happening? Uh, well, there's a fire, as normal. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh... Buffy's not there to save anyone because... <laughs> Her and Kendra are busy, are back at Angel's apartment. Like, the they are taking they are people. taking turns uh, pegging him at this point. So uh, <laughs> he's, he's in a he's in a in a one of those leather uh, horsey uh, getups. <laughs> Ball gag in his mouth. <laughs> Ball gag, the whole nine. Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, so school the next day. Willow finds Oz in the hallway. He's got his arm in a sling. And uh, she's like, you know, how's the arm? And he's like, what do you think, you stupid bitch? I got fucking shot. And he smacks her and leaves. So that's that. See, no. <laughs> it's in a, uh, she, He's like, you know, it's, it's fine. And she's like, well, it's not going to affect your guitar playing skills, is it? And he's like, no. And. Because he's like, I already suck anyway, so it's not going to make it any worse. And They get into this flirty, flirty shit involving animal crackers and how the monkey animal cracker is the only one that has pants. And does the other animal crackers, do they get jealous or what? It's so dumb. I don't know. I just found it silly. And they walk off together talking about animal crackers and flirting. 
And then we cut to Cordelia. And she's in the hallway, school hallway. And uh, Xander comes running up to catch up to her. And I've got a clip. So let's just play that bitch and hear their conversation. We need to talk. Okay, uh, here's the deal. We don't have to run every time we see each other in the hall. Right. Okay. Why shouldn't we run? What happened? There's a total explanation for it. You're a pervert? Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. I seem to recall I was to jump be my friend. As if. You've probably been planning this for months. Right. I hired a Latvian bug man to kill Buffy so I could kiss you. I hate to burst your bubble, but you don't inspire me to spring for a dinner over at Bucky's fondue hut. Fine. Whatever. You know, the point is, don't try it again. I didn't try it. Forget about the bugs, okay? The memory of your lips on mine makes my blood run cold. If you dare breathe a word of this. Like I want anyone to know. Then it's a race. Never happened. Good. 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 So, yeah, they're making out again. Oh, crazy kids. So then we cut we cut to Buffy and she's walking Kendra out of the school to a waiting cab. Kendra now has a shirt on that was uh, Buffy's because she got this tiny little slice in the arm and now it's totally unwearable, but whatever. Uh, and she's like, you know, remember you don't have to ride in the cargo hold going back. I was like, oh, wow, somebody sprang for a ticket. Had to be Giles because Buffy <laughs> don't have any fucking money. <laughs> right. So she's like, you know. Unless just... she stole Joyce. She probably stole one of Joyce's credit cards. Yeah, yeah. Or some of her whore money out of out of her secret cupboard in the kitchen. Out of, out of the whore jar? <laughs> she has a whore jar. <laughs> she has a whore jar. That's awesome. We have to, oh, man, we have to create that in Photoshop. Uh, anyway, so um, she's like, you know. That's where just... she keeps the small bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the ones and fucking fives. And a few $2 bills that got stuck in there, too, by some crackheads. That's all they had to pay with. <clears throat> um, so she tells her, you know, just watch the movie and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bag of pennies. <laughs> Unrolled pennies in a, in, a, in a fucking sandwich baggie. <laughs> God help us. Uh, <laughs> Joyce in a seedy motel room counting out the pennies. Getting paid after, with a afterwards. A baggie of pennies. <laughs> and she's <laughs> Joyce is counting out the pennies after after the deed is done. Yeah. And she finishes and she's like, You're twenty dollars short. And the John's like, Oh well, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> and she's like, and half of these pennies are Canadian. <laughs> Oh shit. Okay. Um so they chat and some more and uh kiss each other's ass basically and and she, Buffy says something jokingly and Kendra tells her, you know, you always say that about, you know, being a slayer and it's not a job, it's who you are and Buffy's like, "Well, where'd you get that from the Slayer handbook?" and she's like, "No, from you." Eh. 
and which makes no sense. Um, but yeah, Buffy kind of be, be, begrudgingly admits that being a oh my cat decided to climb onto my <laughs> right in front of my camera in this exact moment. Uh, don't step on the mixer, thank you. Uh, so Kendra says she, uh, that she got it from Buddy. Blah 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 blah. blah. And um, being you know says being the Slayer is not something you can escape and. And Buffy's like, yeah, I guess I'll always be a freak. And Kendra's like, not the only one. And uh, Buffy's like, not anymore. Ding! And it's like, do, 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 do. The more you know. Um, So that scene's thankfully over. And then we cut to the wreckage of the burnt-out church. And we see this really fucked-up spike that's just kind of laying there, buried under all this rubble and like twitching and pretty much screwed and Drusilla standing over him looking quite healthy and she reaches down and grabs him by his arm and just pulls him right the fuck out of all that rubble and puts him in her arms like a baby and says, you know, don't worry, I'll make sure you, uh, you know, get well and get strong again like me and she walks out with him and so apparently, as far as the ritual goes, working to make her stronger, it worked. And that's the episode. That is the episode. I would like to point out in that scene between Buffy and Kendra, there's a funny moment where um, Buffy goes to hug Kendra, and Kendra like backs away real suddenly, and she's like, I don't hug. <laughs> yeah, was funny. she's not allowed to hug either, so... Any fucking way. What should we do now, so, James? Jeremy, why yeah. don't you tell me mm-hmm. how many ornate gold crosses hiding secret daggers would you give this episode? This episode's going to get a two ornate gold crosses holding a hidden dagger. Um, whew, I don't... It just wasn't good. I liked the first uh, part. The first part was good, and it and it definitely got me to you know looking forward to the to the to the conclusion and whatnot. I just I found so many holes in the writing of this episode, and so many unnecessary silly things, and fucking more Kendra and oh my god, Kendra like having to deal with Kendra and Drusilla in one episode. It was it was just one to one episode too many in a row. And yeah, I just didn't. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I liked the first part. This one just didn't do it for me at all. Not a fan. So James, mm-hmm. how many poked out eyeballs do you give this episode? Um. I like how you don't even make it anything that actually relates to the <laughs> No, no, of course not. Watch. Of course not. That wouldn't be any fun. Uh, I am going to give it two and a half oh. poked out eyeballs. Okay. Um, it it was a very lackluster follow-up to part one. Yeah. Um, uh, as good as part one was, the, the expectations going into this episode were pretty high. Um, for for a equally as good uh, second part conclusion, 
and it just wasn't there. Um, outside of outside of the stuff with um, Xander and Cordelia, which, like I said before, I th- honestly thought was pure gold. This episode, um, it was just the the episode overall was just very lackluster. Um, like you said, a lot of a lot of silly writing mistakes. Um, you know that unfortunately can't really be, you know, explained to what kind of you know like, you know, Kendra showing up in a fucking cargo hold. Well, that was the first episode, but, um, you know, Kendra questioning if uh, um, Cordelia and Xander know that Buffy's a Slayer when they. Like we talked about, obviously they do. They walked into the library talking about the Order of Taraka. Like, what, you know, what kind of question is that? It's like you said, just just too many of those kind of things um, in the in the writing of this particular episode that that just left a bad taste. Um, I do I do like that they did that they finally addressed um, the idea that Buffy died. So, you know, reasonably speaking, there should have been another Slayer called. Um, But yeah, just overall, overall a very lackluster episode. Not a good conclusion to the first part. Um, Yeah, too many, too many, uh, plot holes in the writing the the whole fact that Kendra was given to her watcher when she was a child like you know how why what like how do they how do they even know that that she's the potential slayer you know so yeah a lot of stuff that I don't think ever ends up being addressed yeah, exactly. In, in the show at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how about a little monsterology? Okay, let's do that. Um, there really isn't any. Spike invokes <laughs> the name. He, Spike invokes the name of Elagor, but Elagor's completely fictional demon or god, whatever he is, you know, created by the writers for, for the Buffy mythology which is fine like we've talked about it's fine i like when they expand their own mythology um like this so so that that's okay um you'll allow it that didn't yeah that that's on none of that is what took away from the episode for me yeah <laughs> like yeah there I were so many more egregious just, things it, it was it was just poor writing yeah. Like I think I think everybody acted the hell out of it. I feel like everybody was outstanding in their roles. Oh, Except for Kendra. No issues there. I just feel no, I'm not even Kendra. I think she's I think Bianca Lawson's a good actress. Um Agree to disagree. I, I just don't I just don't uh just the writing just wasn't there. So um see you just don't like the character of Kendra. I hate Period. the character, so, and yeah. 
but I don't I don't feel like that necessarily needs to translate to Bianca Lawson's a bad actress. I don't well, think she's a bad no, actress. you're you're hundred percent right. It's uh, had they just not done this stupid Jamaican accent thing, I wouldn't have nearly the hatred for the character. It's like it's like Drusilla. Like you don't like Drusilla, oh. but you can at least acknowledge the fact that Julia Landau acts the hell out of this. Oh role. yeah, she's an outstanding actress, and 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 you know, Bianca is too. It's just, um, I guess I hate Kendra more than I hate Drusilla of the characters. You know, I guess. Uh, our body count this week is three. Um. With an asterisk, maybe Patrice. Maybe. Patrice well, she appears to be human, so um, yeah, that that kick into that thing with the fallen honor that could have done her in. Right. So hopefully, I'm, I, I'm doing a three with an asterisk. Uh, a little behind the scenes for us. Um, Seth Green said in an interview that the line "I mock you with your monkey pants." Uh, was actually Allison's idea. Apparently, she had a dream in which Seth said that line, and she took it to the writers, and the writers included it because they thought it was funny. Um, According to Marty Noxon, all the lines after Oz compliments Willow about her smile were ad-libbed by Seth and Allison. And... The episode holds on its original airing. So, alrighty. Uh, our bronze band this week is none because we did what? not go to the bronze this week. What? Um, our music this week is just our original score as composed by Sean Clement and Sean Murray. Uh, some goof-em-ups and oopsies. My favorites. Um, when when Spike brings Angel true to Drusilla, he says that all they need now is to for the ritual is to wait for the full moon that night. Uh, but later in the episode, Giles explains that the ritual has to take place on the night of the new moon. So. Okay. Well, a full moon and a new moon are two different things, my friend. What? Um, oh, that's insanity. Um, when Xander closes the book, crushing the uh, mealworm inside, mm-hmm. it's a gray. It's a gray uh, biology textbook, mm-hmm. uh, but in the very next shot, it's a red book. Oh God, heavens no! They need to pay attention to these things. That's an egregious, no egregious continuity mistake. in between scenes. No, there needs to be continuity in between scenes. Also, when they that next scene when that book was read, Xander had a mohawk out of nowhere. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't out of nowhere because towards the end of the scene before that, remember we saw Giles come up behind him with a pair of shears. <laughs> That's going to be another part of our of our stupid show is that, like, 
and all these dark, weird things just happen randomly. Also, like you'll cut from a character to the, to another shot, and there'll be something drastically different about them, and it's not talked about or explained <laughs> at all. We are, we are a verbal Family Guy cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the they'll they'll cut to it, and then they'll cut back, and the guy's got like a patch on his eye and shit, or you know. <laughs> Uh, our last goof em up and oopsie is that in the in that last shot of Drusilla carrying Spike uh, out of the church, the spy, the wires holding James Marsters are visible. <gasps> well, I'm 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 yep. I'm taking half a star away. I'm only giving this one and a half stars. All right. Well, <laughs> that's on you, my friend. <laughs> All right, and that does it. Do you have any final thoughts? No, just a letdown because I liked the first part so much, and this second part was, whoa, talk about a swing and a miss. Uh, Just not good. Simply not good. How about you? Any final thoughts? No, just the same. It was uh, was quite a letdown after such a a good first part. Um, Yeah, they blew their their load on the first one. I think I think everyone did a good job with what they were given. Um, I don't think any of the problem falls on on the actors. I just think the writing wasn't there, which is sad because um, Marty Noxon is one of the one of the best writers to come out of Buffy. So um, it's kind of sad to see her fall flat. Um, but it is only what her second or third episode. Yeah, I think it's her so. third. Um, but yeah, you're so, no, definitely nothing on the actors. It was just bad writing. No, yeah, it was just just bad writing. Um, and I don't necessarily know that it would have been bad writing had there been some explanations to some of the stuff that was offered up to us. Well, somebody you know, should have, you, you know, know went, that's going over the script should have said, "Hey, let's let's cut this out because we don't have time to to do anything with right. that," you know. So right. also, We're, I would say bad writing and, and probably bad... Um, uh, poor script supervision. Yeah, bad supervision, bad editing, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because I, if I, I would like to think, had I been, you know, the script supervisor or involved with, you know, that sort of thing, you know, I kind of would have sat back and been like, well, we either need to explain why Kendra was given to her watcher so young like how how they knew she was a potential slayer and this and that or we need to get rid of that cut it the fuck out altogether yeah right so um and unfortunately it's bad writing and even in foresight because it's nothing that's ever touched on again yeah, in the series ever. like um i'm as far as i know we we're never given any indication that potential slayers are are known to not without to, a very involved spell right so um, but anyway well, i think even then even then was it it would only tell you spell po- it would only it? tell you potentials like might be won't necessarily right. be yeah. right cuz then and like i spoil i'm Spoiler alert, even though I'm sure anybody listening has probably already watched the show. But and then they end up doing another spell to 
activate the potentials, right? Right, to activate all of okay. them at one time, yep. So it so it is it is two separate spells. Yep. I wasn't sure if I was remembering correctly. You were, but sir. Anyway, you were. yeah. So that is our episode for this week. And Jeremy, did you know that if anybody wanted to find us on social medias, they could do that by going to BuffyRevisited.com? Yeah, I knew that. Where? Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, for anybody that might not have known, um, you can go to BuffyRevisited.com and you'll find links to our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter. And you can click those links and you'll be taken to those social media pages and you'll be able to uh, reach out to us in any fashion you might like. May it be Facebook or Twitter. And uh, we can discuss uh, Buffy, the series, Angel, the series, uh, specific episodes. Um, you can also email us. There is an email link on that same page. Uh, it, our email is BuffyRevisited at gmail.com. Um, and uh, again, you know, reach out to us with any of your thoughts or questions or concerns or theories about uh, Buffy, the show, Angel, the show, or how we're doing uh, on the podcast. So. Oh, and our YouTube. I always forget to mention our YouTube. There's a link to our YouTube channel. YouTube.com uh, slash you to the... Tammy the Porn Slayer. <laughs> uh, to our YouTube channel where uh, uh, if you listen to the podcast but would prefer maybe to watch it and, and see Jeremy and I in all our glory, um, you can do that. Where you can also comment uh, and we will read and respond and possibly address here on the podcast. So there's that. Yeah. No one's going to contact us. So this is basically pointless. It's not, that's, that's not true. Sometimes people <laughs> do. contact. Anyway. Uh, well, with uh, all that being said, I believe next week, am I doing my math right? Next week will be our final episode before our mid season break. Next week, we will be uh, dovetailing into uh, episode 11, Ted. And uh, after that episode drops, we will be taking a two-week hiatus. Yes, mid-season hiatus. And then we will be coming back uh, two weeks at... So 12 bad eggs uh, and finishing out the uh, back half of the season. So, All right. Well, wow. It's hard to believe we're almost right halfway through the second season. Right. Easy, easy for right. me to say. Uh, oh. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And there's my cat again. Uh, I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta! Ta-ta!